following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. We've all got the power in our hands to kill, but most people are afraid to use it. The ones who aren't afraid control life itself. Welcome back. It's a voice you haven't heard in a while. Your boy Choop is back. I got the boys with me. Say what up. Yo, it's your boy Cheetah back again. It's your boy Papa Yoder. It was the boy who flies solo yesterday on his by himself debut episode, The Chop. Yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> it definitely wasn't yesterday, bro. It's still yesterday. Podcast <laughs> time, I guess it would technically be yesterday. That was a good episode. It was like the live play-by-play of the band's game. A lot of it. Oh fuck too. yeah! <laughs> also, it was like uh, it was a, like the first like ten minutes or so was like a peek inside Chop's brain because it was literally just all over the place, which was which was nice actually. It definitely what? it definitely made for some laughs. What made sure. you pick Bro Code? Oh, I was in, I was in my room. I was gonna go random shit. No, I was just. Rumbling, rumbling, and oh shit, the Broco book by Bernie Stinson. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I first seen uh, that it was Broco was the episode, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is talking shit, bro. Oh, yeah, I I was, for sure. <laughs> I feel like we all kind of like I thought for sure couldn't make it. Was I was gonna <laughs> let, it was gonna be like a him just tearing us down episode. Yeah, I thought it was a subtle diss for sure. <laughs> 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 that would definitely be the after hour show of Chop tells it all. <laughs> Thirty years you from would now, do we finally hit like a day. Go put out a memoir, surprise us all. <laughs> this is how they really treated me. I could <sighs> see it happening. But uh, yeah, man, it's been uh, what a few weeks since we all been together. It's been a little yeah. bit. Yeah, seems like feels like a, like a month yeah, at least. Like a long yeah. ass time. I got like but. a ton of teeth taken out. I just been down and out, man. So yeah, I feel you good know, now. I mean, I had to be done. My teeth were so bad, bro. Man. Uh, I was I was hoping me and Chop che- che- uh, Cheetah would do an episode, Chop and Cheetah, in the morning. But we know, night. but something delayed happened. I thought I was going I was going to punch him through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your feelings got hurt. It's okay. Well, he uh, once we knew you weren't going to be able to make it, and then when Yoda was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm not going to make it either." And I'm like. You know what? If everybody else is bailing on me, no offense, but I'm just gonna bail too. Why is it? I'm trying to get some uh, some chronicle. I'm trying to get some. Young... Trying to, I was trying to get some buns. I thought I was Dude, gonna get some buns that night, so I wasn't trying to. Bro, you're only human, bro. <laughs> We've been doing this shit. How long? When did you guys start this pod? It's, uh, June fourth, twenty twenty one. So it's been a while. It's been, it's been I've been on it for like a, a yeah, year, right? Almost. Six months, a few months. No, it's no, it's way longer than six months. Seven months. No, it's I'm been close to months. a year, if not more than a year. I would think now. it's like nine months. Yeah, it's got to be pretty close to a year. But yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to mention too on here. Is just you know, I know um, a lot of people when they think about like doing podcasts and it doesn't seem like it'd be, you know, I mean that big of a thing. You know, what I mean like it's. I know because that's what I thought too before we started was that it was just, you know, just sitting at a table talking to a mic and shit. But man, you know, when you've been doing it, I mean, obviously people have been doing it a lot longer than us, but, you know, it's when a, it, it gets, you know, it gets, it becomes a lot after a while. You yeah, know? It's especially a lot when of... there's other life shit going on and then you're exactly. like, exactly. You're like, oh, well, you know, I got all this other shit going on, but now I got to try and research an episode. I got to get everything ready for this. You know, it's just. It becomes a little too much sometimes. Sometimes you just need a break, you know, and it's, I mean, it's never anything personal against, like, the listeners and shit, you know, obviously we want to put out episodes for you and shit, but sometimes, you know, we got to put ourselves first, man. We just got to take a step back and just, you know. For sure. Take, uh, you know, 
Like I, I'll admit, a couple of times that I I didn't come out was just because I just you know I just couldn't do it. I just needed, I just needed the a day or a night or whatever just to you know, be in my own space and just relax and shit. You know, so I mean it's yeah. Time already flies fucking by as it is, and then if your whole week is like packed with shit and you got something going on every single fucking day of the week, yeah, time just yeah, fucking it, zooms by, bro. Yeah, it gets it gets, and I mean it's never you know I mean. A lot of the times, you know, why, you know, a lot of the reasons why, too, that I started, like, you know, taking steps back here and there is because when we were doing consistently trying to get to 100 episodes consistently straight through, it started to get to a point where I was like, all right, no, I don't fucking like doing the pod anymore because it's so fucking exhausting. And I didn't want to get like that because I love doing this, you know what I mean? But I didn't, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a break here and there when I can and just, you know, so I don't end up fucking quitting this thing somewhere down the road and then, you know, regretting it later on. So, you know, shit happens. Life happens, you know. You gotta shit life's happening when you probably make it over here. Sometimes you gotta, you <laughs> just, there's just shit you gotta deal with, you know. Yes. That stops you. Your boyfriend gets hit by a deer and it causes $14,000 damage. Yeah, I mean, that'll definitely do it. That'll <laughs> definitely stop you. That'll definitely put the pot on the back burner, that's for sure. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. That was some crazy shit. Well, thankfully, you know, it was yes. just a car, not him. Talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it's and laugh. Yeah, yeah. probably. You know, they say possessions can be replaced. You know, but people can't. So true. But yeah, Very I mean, uh, thank you. In the little time that we were kind of, you know, on a little bit of a break, anything exciting going on with anybody? Anybody got a, any news to share? Well, first we got to give a shout out to Fiden. He's uh, he's under the weather. He would be here. Uh, it's yeah. his uh, happy birthday or belated yeah. birthday. His birthday was yesterday. Oh yeah, he fucking oh, yelled at me for not wishing him happy birthday. Yeah. He's like, you didn't wish me happy birthday. I'm like, yeah, I did he? Just don't remember. <laughs> I was trying to pull one over on, but he caught me. Yeah, happy birthday, bitch. Yeah, happy birthday, fucko. Happy birthday from the from the best person. Child. Make sure you play these episodes real loud when you're going up to people's doors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, especially if they got ring cameras. I'll make sure to talk more about. Popping ecstasy up my ass, just for you. Wow, that's a crazy day. Shop, you got, what's what's going on with you, man? You got anything uh, exciting to tell the the folks, or what's up? Uh, got a new vehicle. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. What do you mean? Is it nice? Mm, it is, but it's a downgrade. I don't have no warners on the side. I don't have a front camera. I don't have a dual camera. That's cool. It just it drives smoother too. What do you have? The tracks. Well, hey, man, well, you know. Uh, the new one, or? Yeah, this new one. I like the new ones. They're wider? Yeah, they look like the Blazer, but they're, like, compact more. Hey, man, you know, could be worse. Could have a fucking bicycle or something, you know. Could have nothing. Bicycle built for two? Yeah, no. <coughs> Can you imagine you and your grandma trying to get around on a bicycle? <laughs> Jesus. You'd have to do all the work, man. She'd just be yelling at you. <laughs> I can see that in the tandem again. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, you, what about you, man? Anything, uh, anything, any updates to share about life? Oh, uh, no, not really, man. Just, uh, doing the first shift in January so we can possibly move the days around if we need to. So that'll be good. Actually, have a fucking life again. I feel like second uh, shift's like such a big chunk of the day. Um, yeah, I just had the surgery getting them teeth out, and that's pretty much just been fucking laid up with that. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, nothing too insane to share. Uh, got a nice little raise at work, which is cool. About a dollar is nice. You know? Dollar's big. It's always always nice to, you know, get a little bit of a increase just to, you know, kind of send the message like, hey, man. You're not completely terrible at your job, which is nice. Nice little boost of confidence, right? Yeah, but I, uh, on a personal note, I've been going through a little bit of a crisis, a personal crisis outside of the pod. I mean, nothing too bad, just like, you know, I've been questioning things a little bit lately, you know, like what's the, you know, what's the meaning of being here, you know, the meaning of the pod, you know, shit like that. Just kind of like, I guess you could kind of like say maybe like an existential crisis, kind of, you know, kind of add, uh. I kind of had to take a step back and kind of like, you know, remind myself, you know, why I'm here and shit, you know, and 
So I was in a little bit of a funk for a couple of days, but you know, I, I, it seems like I'm getting out of it for the most part. So yeah, it's the holidays does that a lot. Yeah. Of yes. It also doesn't help that it gets darker a lot sooner now, so I'm fucking exhausted every day. Yeah, it's winter in fucking Buffalo. Shit sucks. Even though our weather, the weather's been fucking amazing. Yeah. But. Hell yeah. Like how I said it last week, didn't I? It was 60 degrees. That motherfucking tentacle just scored. I, was, I told you I'm going to do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh... <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I mean, the medicine I take already makes me super tired, so... During the winter, it sucks even more because, you know, with it getting dark out, that I'm even more tired. So, like, there have been a lot of nights I've come home from work and I literally have just fucking fallen asleep because I've been so tired. Yeah. Especially since Same. this is usually around the time when work starts to slow down for me and it hasn't really been slowing down, so it's kind of catching us off guard. But, you know, I'm trying to, I'm doing, but I'm making the best of it. That's all you can do, bro. Through, right. You know? and, uh, hey, thinking and uh, looking at things isn't a bad thing too because you gotta sometimes look and evaluate yourself to change a little bit sometimes so maybe you're just going through little changes and yeah yo, you know yo, if you're not being off properly you gotta pay it off the proper way that too is crucial yeah, dude, I, uh, you, if you don't beat off I'm just saying if that builds up and you'd be like fucking Ran- uh, Randy from South Park just have the big balls just carrying around I, uh, yeah no not November is long overdue <laughs> not only that but it's just like you know I don't know, I mean, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really, like, gaming and shit for a while, which I usually love to do, because I've just been so tired. And the one gaming day where I, hoes. And then when I, one day I finally, like, got the, you know, the energy to get up and fucking play some Warzone with my buddy, then I felt like everyone in the world all needed me that day, and I'm like, fuck, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm getting annoyed. Of course. Yeah, so... It's also that, too, where, you know, I felt like it's been feeling lately like a lot of people have needed me a lot, and I'm kind of just like, right now I kind of just need to have myself, you know? I, I love you and appreciate you, but I can't really help you at the moment. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. But I kind of just had, that's kind of why I had to just kind of take a step back the last month, too. I mean, it happens, man. Shit happens. <coughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. But, you know, we're here. We're back. Nonetheless. Back, back with a fucking banger, so. Uh, oh, yeah, I want, I, I want to say, too, um, the weather's been fucking great, dude, but. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm going to agree with you. I was going to say, fuck, man. Is winter better not dragging the May again? That's, That's all I fucking know. That's exactly what's going to happen. The longer that lake isn't frozen, the worse it's going to be. Yeah, you're right, exactly. <sighs> fucking sucks. We're going to get bombed again, just like we did last time. Always happens. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> you see, uh, the Bills are favored by two points. I was f- surprised by that. Two point five. Two point five. Oh yeah, you can't just go right up two. It's two point five. <laughs> I was surprised by that. But no. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be forty and raining, <coughs> too, so that should help us. And we I have to hear. Here we go, all day long. Who's that? Zach Prescott. Yeah. When he before he s- they snapped the ball, he'll go. Here we go. I think if yes. they can get if they can get to him, dude, I think we're gonna be all right. Yes. Yeah. Yo, how about last week, dude? Seeing uh, the meltdown of Mahomes, that was fucking. Uh, so, do that you was know amazing. him? Do you know him and Andy Reid can get fined? I was just gonna fine? say that. Yeah. They're what? They're gonna get fined for that. Good, they should. Yeah. Fucking. They idiots. were fined today. It was announced today. How much? Andy Reid a hundred thousand and uh, ah! <laughs> Mahomes fifty thousand. Yes. Dude. No, no. We say. Um, it was the right call. No. Here's. Well, for my second year playing uh, football, I never had an offense offside of penalty. Okay, no, league, no. Watch, no they're going to watch him now. Flag every time. Well, that's the thing. He's <laughs> complaining about that, but then he won the Super Bowl against the Eagles for a bullshit call. He's a yeah. dude. He's normally got the referees in their back pockets, bro. Like, he's one to complain, dude. I actually thought he was mad. At the player that was called for the offsides. No, no, he was pissed at the refs. Oh, I, yeah, I did. But I like how I like how they they also like pulled off like you know that move that all friends have done when they're younger. Like, oh, hold me back, bro. Pretend to hold me back. <laughs> yeah. So like all yeah. the guys got around to pretend like he they, he was gonna do something. Like, come on. I also like who that, was that, it that was offsides? Tony. Kadarius Tony. Tony. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, he's like, I love that dude. No, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> yeah. I... It's funny too, because now a lot of people are saying that they're gonna, uh, from now on, they're gonna call that game the Patty Melt. The Patty Melt. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, it's fucking. 
Yo, the, uh, fuck, the fucking memes. Fire <laughs> memes. Yeah, that shit was wild. Anytime something like that happens, you can guarantee that there's going to be some bomb memes that come out of it. There always is. It's the best. But yeah, that shit was wild. It's so funny because like, they all looked so fucking miserable after, too. Like, they lost the Super Bowl or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Kelsey did a jersey swap with fucking Kincaid. Kincaid's yeah. got this big, goofy smile on his face, and Kelsey's like this. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You can't even give the kid a smile. It's probably, like, the fucking moment of his life right there. Uh, whatever. It happens, I guess. Supreme douche. Fuck that yes. guy. Well, um... I bet Breeze and uh, Taylor's were like, yeah, you got a fucking... I read something today. I don't know if it's true or not, but I read something that uh, Taylor's starting to distance herself from Brittany Mahomes. That there is some bad blood all of a sudden. Well, that didn't take long. Well, because well, sure. her fans started flipping out because she's got they got Jackson Mahomes up there in the press box with him, and he's had that sexual assault shit going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, fuck... Him and him and Juju's got to fucking have a TikTok off. <laughs> yeah, you notice how he stopped doing that now too. He doesn't do the TikTok shit anymore. No. Nah, I hate that dude. Yeah. Between him and Brittany, I don't know which one I'd want to punch in the face more. Probably Brittany. Why not both? That's true. That's why God gave you two fists. That's right. Fair. But anyways, we got a bunch of hoes to talk about today. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sign. We're all going to sign a contract that <laughs> makes it impossible for Chop to do segues from now <laughs> I was going to say, I want to... Uh, he never to, gets better at him. I want a compilation of all the terrible segues. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it is like gotten to a point now where it's like kind of your thing that you're bad at him. So I guess it's kind of funny. But somehow just like get more ridiculous every time. All right. So, yeah. uh... But yeah, we're, uh... Want to let the peeps know? The yeah, we're fucking t- heater. We're talking about today. tonight. We're talking about a bit, uh, fucking. It's a doozy tonight. A guy that terrorized L.A. from '87 to '88. Probably one of the so, most on like list of like people. He's probably one of the most sadistic. I feel one of the most recognizable faces yeah. when you talk about serial killers. One hundred percent. A real fucked up, literal like demon in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking about the Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez. Yo, the video of him in court when he fucking gets sentenced and he opens his hand, he's got the pentagram. Oh, Yo, he looks like that evil. Nightmares, dude, bro. he looks like evil incarnate, dude. Yeah, that shit's brutal. But uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off here talking a little bit about his early life, the early days. Uh so uh Richard Ramirez was born Ricardo. Leva Munez Ramirez in El Paso, Texas on February 29th, 1960. His father, Julian, a Mexican national and former Cuidad Juarez policeman who later became a laborer on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway, was prone to fits of anger that often resulted in physical abuse. Uh, They had a total of five Ruben, Joseph, Robert, Ruth, and finally Richard Ramirez. Uh, Mercedes's pregnancy with Ramirez was very difficult because the chemical fumes she inhaled at her job at a boot factory caused her body to try and reject the fetus. I thought like oh, that should yeah, be your sign from like the universe. <laughs> like you know what? Let me just sit down in this toilet. You just reject it all you want. Just reject it right out of me. That's sure. completely normal. Yeah, of course. I'm sure, that's got nothing to do with it. At the age of two, he nearly died when a dresser fell on him, and he suffered a concussion. Uh, growing up, he was quiet and self-kept. When he was a young boy, it was discovered that he had epilepsy, though doctors said he would grow out of it. I don't know you could grow out of epilepsy. <laughs> I didn't know me neither. Uh, he began <laughs> experiencing epileptic seizures, which continued until he was in his mid-teen years. His epilepsy resulted in him being removed from his position as quarterback on the ho- on the school's football team. Oh, that's great. He was a quarterback. Cool. Uh, as if he didn't have enough fucking <laughs> concussions yeah. and shit. Right. When he was 12 years old, his cousin... Uh, or wait, my bad. I skipped a part. Uh, when he was in seventh grade, 
His grades began slipping, and he started sniffing glue. <laughs> that's yes. that's a good way to yo, keep he, up he, on the grades. Yo, he do look like a, a glue sniffer. <laughs> he <laughs> does, too, bro. He really does. He looks like the kid you'd catch, like, eating glue in the corner of the room and shit. Uh, at the age of 10, he began spending nights in cemeteries and also began smoking marijuana. At 10? Yep. Yo, I heard a fucked up story about uh, what his dad would, uh, if he, like, did something bad, he, his dad would put him out in a graveyard overnight and tie him to a cross with, like, no food or water. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So his dad was a great guy, is what you're saying. Yeah, it so- sounds like it. Uh, when his... When he was 12 years old, his cousin Miguel returned from his second tour in Vietnam and then began spending time together. He would show Ramirez photos of Vietnamese women who he had raped, tortured, and killed. In the photos, the women would be beheaded, beaten to death, etc. He also taught him how to keep hidden and kill with stealth. Great thing to teach. That's some sick shit, dude. Yep. You know, some shit went down in Vietnam, bro. And for you to come back home and, like, be bragging about it, like, what the fuck is wrong with this yeah. family, dude? Yeah, right. Uh, when Ramirez was 13, Miguel shot and killed his wife in front of Richard. Uh, shortly before that, he had begun burglarizing people's homes, committing petty theft, skipping school, and becoming addicted to cannabis. I heard, too, when uh, his brother or his cousin uh, murdered his wife that Richard was right there. And he was so close that the blood splatter hit him in the face. <laughs> that sounds... Completely normal childhood, yeah. you know? Uh, during burglaries, he enjoyed walking around in the homes and going to the residents' personal belongings. Uh, during a trip to Los Angeles to see his brother Ruben, a petty criminal, Ramirez was taught more about burglaries from him. Uh, after returning to El Paso, he enrolled in Jefferson High School, but dropped out after less than a year. The only subject in which he did well was physical education. He would hunt animals with his family when they were available. If they were not, he would go alone. He particularly enjoyed sneaking up on them and stabbing them and gutting them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then fucking them. Yeah. Uh, he liked watching horror movies. And began to attend Jehovah's Witnesses meetings. Yeah, I bet. I, I bet this motherfucker would be like, "There you go." Like, <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. Hey, you guys want Jehovah's Witnesses? I could knock, knock. Who's there? Your Max. Max who? You axe murderer. <laughs> um, nice. That's where he became interested in Satan. Uh, at the age of fifteen. It's crazy to imagine all the shit this dude has already gone through. At this point, he's only fucking 15. Like, Jesus Christ. <coughs> While he was still in high school, he briefly held down a job at a Holiday Inn, but was fired after a few months for entering a woman's room and attempting to rape her. I was just going to say. But was like, stopped by her husband. What a job for this dude. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And why would you sneak into a person's room thinking they're not going to catch you? <clears throat> like, you fucking worked there, bro. Jackass. Like, I'm sure he probably had a fucking name tag on. What did you expect her to not automatically be like, oh, yeah, it was your employee, Richard? Yo, this dude was, a, like, a super perv, bro. Oh, yeah. All this shit is motivated by, like, you could say his childhood and the drugs and shit, but really, this dude had, like, a... He was, like, consumed by lust. Yeah, well, there's, like... We say this a lot when we talk about, like, the serial killer shit, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people will say stuff like that, like, bad childhoods and stuff, it, you know, plays into it, but... At the end of the day, man, a lot of these guys are just fucking born with something in their brain that's just not right, you know what I mean? It just, you know what I mean? They're just born with some kind of fucking, like, maybe, like, a defect or something that just... I don't know, man. He died. This motherfucker looks possessed, bro. Could have right. done that, too. May look like he does maybe, cocaine, too. Yeah, with ma- them skinny cheeks. Looks like he's smoking crack or something, Maybe bro. his mom was doing more than just huffing fucking chemicals at work, you know? Maybe she was fucking praying to the Dark Lord. <laughs> and he said, let me put my seed in you. Right. Um, uh, because the couple was from out of state and wanted to move on as soon as possible, they wouldn't testify against him. Wow. Uh, and the charges were dropped. And at the age of 16, he was already a skilled burglar. 
Shortly after turning 18, he moved to Los Angeles permanently. Alright, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is what I was... Should I start getting into his... Yeah, you can get in there if right. you want. When did he move to Cataly? Uh, I didn't say, Curious. it just said after oh. he turned 18. Alright, so, uh, March 17th, 1985, uh, Ramirez attacked 22-year-old Maria Hernandez outside her home. He shot her before entering, uh, her house. Inse inside was Dale... Dale? D-A-Y-L-E. Daly? Dale? Dale? Okazaki, age 34, whom Ramirez immediately shot and killed. Hernandez survived. The uh, bullet had ricocheted off the keys she held in her hands. Oh, sucks. Right? As she lifted them to protect herself. Dude, what a wow. Miracle. How fucking miracle <laughs> can you be, dude? Miracle, dude. Uh, within an hour of uh, killing Okazaki, Ramirez struck again at Monterey Park. He jumped 30-year-old Sai Lian Yu and pulled her out of her car onto the road. Uh, might be a little underlying uh, little, little Asian fetish or something going on here. Yeah. Sounds all fucking like Asians. Um, uh, out of her car onto the road and he shot her several times and fled. Oh, shit. I already said that. Uh. Okay, a policeman found her still breathing. Sorry. Uh, but she died before the ambulance arrived. The two attacks occurring on the same day bolstered media attention and in turn caused panic and fear among the, pub among, among the public. Uh, the news media dubbed the attacker, who was described as having long curly hair, bulging eyes, and wide-spaced rotten teeth, the walk-in killer, and the valley intruder. That, uh, that, real quick. That reminds me of a meme I saw once where it was like, uh, it was like a picture of Ramirez and it said, uh, maybe if we stopped giving serial killers cool names like the Night Stalker, maybe there wouldn't be so many of them. Maybe we should start calling them like the Small PP Killer. Or <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, they got a point, you know, why do they always tend to give serial killers so cool names? Right, you know? though? Like, fuck, dude, if I committed a crime and you gave me a cool nickname, of course I'm going to keep doing it. What the fuck? Right. Make him notorious and yeah, shit, dude. you know? Uh, on March 27th, Ramirez shot Vincent Cesara, age 64, and his wife Maxine, age 44. 20-year age difference. Good for you, man. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Cesara's body was mutilated with several stab wounds and a tea carving on her left breast. Jesus Christ. Her eyes were also gouged out. What <laughs> the fuck? So, yo, like, <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah. And he's he's went from shooting people to now like just brutally mutilating people, and taking out body parts. Uh, the autopsy determined that the mutilations were po pers excuse me, post mortem. Holy shit! Uh, Ramirez left footprints in the flower beds, which the police photographed and cast. This was virtually the only evidence that the police had at the time. Bullets found at the scene were matched to those found at previous attacks, and the police realized a serial killer was on the loose. Vincent and Maxine's bodies were discovered in their Whittier home by their son, Peter. Oh, man. The kid, poor fucking kid, man. Uh, by this time, a multi-county police investigation was in operation. The law enforcement agencies worked through the month of April with no additional attacks by Ramirez. Two months after killing the Zazara couple, Ramirez attacked a Chinese couple. Harold Wu, age 66, who was shot in the head, and his wife, Jean Wu, age 63, was punched, bound, and then violently raped. Jesus. For unknown reasons, Ramirez decided to let her live. Ramirez's attacks were now in full throttle. He left behind more clues. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. I'm sorry, uh, more clues to his identity was named the Night Stalker by the media. Survivors of his attacks provided police with a description of a tall Hispanic and a long, dark-haired man. Uh, this dude also said he uh, only went after people who left their doors unlocked because he felt like he was allowed in. That's just crazy. Which right? could be a lot of people because when I was you know, younger, I, that's what families Everyone did. did yeah. you know? 
you, you know, when you went to bed, you slept with the, the front door open. You didn't have to worry about night stalkers. She uh, she trying to come through my house. I'll be butt ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, May 29th, 1985, Ramirez attacked Malviel Keller, who's 83, and her disabled sister, Blanche Wolf, who's 80. Oh, poor Blanche. Beating her with a hammer, dude. Jeez. I just want you guys to know that just to, like, torture myself for some strange reason, I tried to look up to see if there was any, like, uh, photos of that lady's body. That's from the crime scene. Are you all right, man? Dude, I was like, <laughs> no, I know that morbid curiosity. Good it's like Rotten.com. Good... Remember Rotten.com? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good thing there wasn't any photos of it because I probably wouldn't have liked seeing that. Uh, Ramirez attempted to rape her but failed. And that's an 80 year old woman who was disabled and incognito. Or what do you call that? Incognito. Yeah, that. Incoherent or whatever. No, uh, I don't know. I'll think of it. Um,. It's that one word. It's a big it's, word. Yeah, it's that one word. <laughs> it starts with N. Uh, Ramirez attempted to rape Keller failed using lipstick. He drew pentagram on Keller's thigh Jesus and on the wall Christ. in the bedroom. Blanche survived the, the attack. The next day, Ruth Wilson, 41, was bound, raped, and sodomized by Ramirez while her 12-year-old son was locked in a what closet. What fuck, Jesus. dude? Ramirez slashed Wilson once and then bound her and her son together and then left. In June and July, three more women were killed. Dude's putting up numbers, bro. Uh, two had their throats slit, one was beaten to death, and all three had their homes invaded in the process. On July 5th, Whitney Bennett, age 16, survived Jesus. being beaten with a tire iron, dude. Imagine Whoa. growing up the rest of your life, dude, after being attacked by somebody like that at 16. Your life's ruined, oh, bro. Pretty much, dude. You're yeah. never going to be able to... How do you trust anybody ever again? Like, how do you not spend the rest of your life looking over your shoulder? This is like some real evil demon. Yeah, like this shit, is like bro. this dude is shit, dude. He either had like you, you got to have something going on upstairs to be able to do this type of shit, man. From an eighty-year-old to a sixteen-year-old, and no remorse, and dudes too killing dudes too. Yeah, that's why I think like obviously there's like different levels to like serial killers and shit, but. I think Richard Ramirez got to be probably the most sadistic one, or at least that I know yeah. of. Yeah, he's like up his, there for his sure. ability to have no fucking remorse for anything is insane. It's like kind of disgusting. It's super disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so when um he when he finally got arrested, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, he got put in the same cell as the Hillside Strangler, and he was so excited about it. Like this guy was like really in the. He knew all serial killers. He knew all about them. He was, like, really into, like... Hey, listen, man. Being a shitbag, I guess. I can't even kill a mouse, okay? I feel remorse for it, so... Just Yo. so you guys know, heads up. Hold up. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, hold on. I was over his house His house one time. The night soccer? No, no, no. I'm talking cheese. I'm talking cheese. <laughs> you palsy, bro. <laughs> I'm talking... I was over cheese house one time. There was a mouse. And of course, he's up on a chair and a table with his little skirt up. No. It's With me, his little no. skirt up. It's me and his cat was fucking hunt mode. <laughs> and, and I'll hunt the broom because of that. Remember that? Did Remember you that? eat it after you killed it? Nah. Put it on a fucking chopstick. So. <laughs> uh, um, On July 20th, he again struck twice. In Sun Valley, he shot and killed a 32-year-old man, Shitat Asawaham. And his wife, Sakima, 29, were beaten and forced to perform oral intercourse. Ramirez then collected valuables and proceeded to leave. Later in the same day, a Glendale couple, Maxon, Maxon Needling, 66, and his wife, Layla, also 66, were shot and their corpses mutilated. Uh, they also said that when he was um, doing this shit to people, he would stop and make them swear to Satan that the valuables were like where they said they were and then once they told him like where all the valuables were and shit he did, he killed them anyways I can be able to fucking sleep after this episode <laughs> for real dude uh, August so this is like months of terror dude can you imagine like being in LA at this time 
Uh, August 6th, Ramirez shot both Christopher Peterson, 38, and his wife, Virginia, 27, in the head. Miraculously, they both survived. On August 8th, Ramirez attacked a diamond bar couple, uh, fatally shooting Ahmed Zia before raping, sodomizing, and forcing Zia's wife, Sukai, 28, to perform fellatio on him. What the fuck, yeah. bro? The description of their attacker fit the previous ones given for the walk-in killer. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Just fried, man. Just really fried. Probably smoked that bad dope, too. Yeah, he's probably on... PCP, angel dust, right. crack heroin. You actually might be honest to something, dude, because uh, there was this rapper. That P- PCP gives you superhuman strength, and it, and it will make you psychotic. There was a rapper, Big Lurch. I remember you telling me I told about you about that thing, story? Yeah. He smoked PCP, and he uh, killed his girlfriend and ate her. The cops oh, yeah. walked in, and he was boiling her body. Oh, my God. Getting ready to eat her. <laughs> Nothing uh, like flesh. <laughs> yeah, right. Long pig, they call it. Supposedly, human meat tastes like pork. Don't ask me why I know that, but anyways, <laughs> I'm with the story. Um, Ramirez then left the Los Angeles area. On August 17th, he shot to death a 66-year-old man in San Francisco, also shooting and beating his wife. The wife survived her wounds and was able to identify her attacker as the walk-in killer from police sketchers. sketches. Uh, since the walk-in killer no longer fit the modus operandi of the attacker, the news media redubbed him the Night Stalker. Jesus. Uh, the next big break in the case came on August 24th, 1985. Ramirez traveled 50 miles south of Los Angeles to Mission Viejo and broke into the Mediterranean Village apartment of Bill Carnes, 29, and his fiancée, uh, Inez Erickson, 27. Ramirez shot Carnes in the head and raped Erickson. He demanded she swear her love for Satan and afterwards forced her to perform oral intercourse on him. He then tied her and left. Erickson struggled to the window and saw the car Ramirez was driving. Um, sorry, I lost my spot here. She was able to give a description of both Ramirez and his orange Toyota station wagon. A teenager later identified the car from news reports and wrote down Hackett's license plate number. Uh, The stolen car was found on August 28th, and police were able to obtain one fingerprint that was on the mirror of the vehicle. Uh, They said that uh, Ramirez had a master key for um, Toyotas, so he would steal specifically Toyotas. (coughs) Yeah. Also, like, shout out to that kid for fucking writing down that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, smarts, yeah. The right Like, yo, down. when I was that age, if somebody was like, yo, there's a fucking killer going around. Look out for this certain car. If I seen that car, first thing I'm doing is turning around and running the other way. Jeez. I ain't being a fucking hero and being like, oh, I'm eating right down the license plate. But shout out to that fucking kid. For sure. Yo, if I had to do that shit, I'm pulling my pants on. I might have to take wee-wee. <laughs> what is up with you and always fucking wanting to be naked? <laughs> because you think about it. Are you going to attack me while I'm body naked? He would. He would for <laughs> he sure. Would. Dude. Hey, 100% he hey, would. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell him, hey, Mr. Nice Soccer, I know, I know you're here to fuck shit. Can I just get one off before you kill me? No. Dude, he's going to make <laughs> He'd you He'd be like, no, one. but I will, boy. He's going to make you one off him before you kill him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, but you can jerk me off before you die. Yo, fuck that shit. I'll fucking bite his dick. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Why did nobody was ever given him, that was forced to give him oral intercourse? Why didn't anyone try to bite his dick or something? You know? Dude, can you imagine how terrified no, I, I think That's true. That's a good point. Or you think about that's it. True. He probably had the gun right to the head. Yeah, like, that's true. Or, or the uh, piper in the head. like, are you going yeah. to give me some sloppy sloppies? Or yeah, I'll fuck bash your brain in. That's true. <clears throat> Another little tidbit about this fucking weirdo. He would uh, always write pentagrams on the walls of everywhere he... Uh, Broke into Alex Concord. Yeah, it's Concord. Yeah, and uh, he uh, one one place he tried giving himself the, his own name, uh, Jack the Knife, but obviously it didn't stick. The um, fucking nerd. Yeah, super <laughs> nerd. Uh, the print that they found belonged to one Richard Richard Munoz Ramirez, uh, who was described as a 25 year old drifter from Texas, with a long rap sheet that included many arrests for traffic and illegal drug violations. 
Two days later, his mugshots were broadcast on national television and printed on the cover of every major newspaper in California. The next day, Ramirez was identified, surrounded, and severely beaten by an angry, angry mob in East Los Angeles. Good fucking scumbag. As he was trying to steal a car. Police had to break up the mob to prevent them from killing Ramirez. They should have let him kill him. Fuck him. Yeah, there's some uh, real fucking Shakespearean, uh, like, storytelling that the same people he was terrorizing eventually caught this motherfucker. Yeah, they're the ones that were fucking get. They came together to fucking beat his ass. Yeah, I think a dude like beat beat him in the head with a baseball bat to stop him. That's if like fucking. Off that's like street justice, right? There. Or uh, or it's like a uh, Halloween. Ends oh, or? yeah, in the Halloween movies when the town came together to hunt Michael. Nice. Oh, I nice wonder, reference. That was a Good little job. Wait, um, I was thinking now. Oh, this no. is the San oh, Fran, L.A. area. Uh-huh. The original Mice Soccer. Yeah. Was he, was he's like, okay, I'm stopped doing this. There's a new motherfucker. I'm just going to watch him now. I don't know. That's a good question. I think he'd stopped. Is he dead now? Go to state? No, he's still alive, I'm pretty sure. Yo, if I know where he's at, we write a letter to him. Pretty sure he would not talk to us. That would be crazy, though, to actually get, like, a live call in from one of these <laughs> fucking sickos. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? You suck my dick? Goodbye. <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, here's a wild story. Um, Metallica actually did, you know how, like, sometimes they'll have bands go to prisons? So, uh, they actually went to the prison that Night Soccer was at, and, uh, he, Richard Ramirez, requested a special meeting with um, Kurt from Metallica, mm. and he said he was so terrified, and he didn't want to talk to the guy, but eventually he, he went and talked to him, and uh, Ramirez didn't say nothing to him, just handed him a magazine with Metallica on the front cover, but the, sh- the um, shipping address says Richard Ramirez, so he still got the magazine. With Metallica on the cover oh, issued to God. Richard Ramirez. That's fucking weird. Is that man. fucking That's wild? That's creepy. <laughs> All right, let's get into this fucking guy's trial. Uh, so yeah, what uh, another fucked up thing about this is like a bunch of women like immediately fell in love with this fucking guy. You know what? Same was... thing happened with uh, Charlie Manson. Yeah. You know what it was? He also looks like the guy from The Doors too. He got what? It looks like the Hispanic version of the Doors, Jim Morrison. Uh, yeah, kind of. I can see that. With his long hair, yeah, he does kind of look. With his long hair, his bony cheeks. Hey, I can see that. bitches love Jim Morrison. Bitches love that shit, man. Yeah. And uh, Well, bitches love a bad boy, but, I mean, this is taking it to a fucking extreme. Uh, he was like, yeah, and he was really into, like, black metal, and, you know, that shit was big in the, in the late 80s. So, it was kind of like... He, he got this, like, notorious reputation. Oh. Um, it was sensational. You know, everyone's talking about the fucking case and shit. Uh, jury selection for the case started on July 22nd, 1988. On September 20th, 1989, he was found guilty of 13 counts of murder. Jesus. Five attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, 14 burglaries. During the penalty phase of the trial on November 7, 1989, he was sentenced to die in the California gas chamber. Oh. The trial of Richard Ramirez is one of the most difficult and longest criminal trials in, in American history. Because that was the thing, too, though. They didn't have a whole lot of evidence on this guy. It's very hard to con- convict him. He had alibis for some of the crimes, too. Yo, uh, before you can lie, his birthday falls on le- his. Birthday is like a rare day, February 29th. Yeah, leap year, huh? Fuck. Yeah, Dude, just imagine you were born in leap year on February 29th. Like, hey, my real birthday's in four years. Yeah, I knew. I went to school with this girl who was born out of leap year, and she'd always be like, well, technically, I'm only like four. Like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically. Fuck. Like, what, you four? What, what do you mean? You're like, your secret to God right there? But, yeah, if I had a birthday, leap year birthday, I don't know. I'll probably celebrate I'll probably celebrate the 28th and the 1st. Those two days. How are we doing? I'm just taking the two days off. Why? Because I'm in some strange middle. I'm in the fucking middle right there. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Also, uh, real quick, just like a call back to what you said earlier about 
when he was in court with the pentagram on his hand. It says that during his first court appearance for all this, he raised his hand with the pentagram drawn on it and yelled, Hail Satan. Yo. R- real weirdo. Yeah. Do you know the, that religion? I just hate to cut you off on this one. That religion, they take rape. Like, I know I'm off subject, but for Satan's religion, for, they take rape. If you rape a man, they get raped back. Yeah, like, it's like eye for an eye, right? Is they actually go for eye for eye, and the uh, the Christian, the opposite spectrum. If you take rape, we're just gonna turn your cheek. Like, yeah, and uh, well, the Christians feel like it's not their place to judge people, and it, uh, there's a lot to be said about that. But we won't get into religion yeah. real quick. Hell um, no, we're talking about religion. If you guys want to talk about religion, see us on the streets or talk inbox us. We we'll fucking talk religion, Hollywood, <laughs> or no, don't, crime. Don't inbox me. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. No, just inbox me and Cheetah. Oh, I mean, me and Choop. We'll tell how or, re- organized religion is organized crime. The big, mo- big facts. Yo, you think about it. I, I know we don't want to talk about it. I just want to say, Jesus was a gangster. He has 12 motherfuckers to tell mm. him, hey, listen, take your people. Come back with my prophet. And he had a whore named Mary. Yeah, that's who he hung around with, and he whores, and but but that's... Dude, I was like, yo, if I could go back in time and meet these guys, like, dude, hey, we're we're our son a player? Jesus was fucking dope, man, and he's awesome, and it's it's real sad that Christians a lot of times are the most judgmental of people because Jesus wasn't like that, you know? Uh, But anyways, let me just get through this. Uh, August 3rd. 1988, the Los Angeles Times reported that some jail employees overheard Ramirez planning to shoot the prosecutor with a gun, which Ramirez intended to have smuggled into the courtroom. Imagine if that went down. Holy yeah. shit. Well, consequentially, a metal detector was installed outside of the courtroom. Oh, wow. You took that to get a fucking metal detector? Geniuses. Um, intensive searches were conducted on people entering... On July 14th, the trial was interrupted because one of the ju- jurors, Phyllis Singletary, did not arrive to the courtroom. Later that day, she was found shot to death in her apartment. But wonder about Nothing who? going on there, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, the jury was terrified. They could not help but wonder if Ramirez had somehow directed this event from inside the prison cell. And if he could reach other jury members. And if he could reach other jury members. However... Uh, Ramirez was not responsible for Singletary's death. She had been shot and killed by her boyfriend, who later killed himself with the same weapon in a hotel. The alternative juror who replaced Singletary was frightened, too frightened to return to her home. Uh, by the time of the trial, Ramirez had fans who were writing him letters and paying him visits. Since 1985, freelance magazine editor Doreen Leoy wrote him nearly 75 letters during incarceration. Uh, in 1988, he proposed to her, and on October 3rd, 1996, they were married in California's San Quentin State Prison. Leoy has stated that she will commit suicide when Ramirez is executed. Jesus. Uh, I can't get a fucking text back. Your <laughs> 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 right. motherfucker, the motherfucker Silica, the night sucker, he he can he can mess it around the corner. Crazy. I will die for you, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, you, I ain't dying because I'm. Um, Nah, motherfucker. I'll I'll preach the choir. I like this a richer, a nice stalker man. He was a fucking dude. I bet he had like a nine inch wing too. What are you talking <laughs> about? <boy? laughs> yeah, I'm go saying. back to being oblivious of this whole. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to put my two cents in, but you know. <laughs> No, we love it. We love the two cents, man. We need some comedy during this dark shit. All right, so uh, 2006, this first round of state appeals ended unsuccessfully when the California Supreme Court upheld its convictions of death sentence uh, and also denied a request for a rehearing. So... Trying to find the date of when he was actually put to death. But um, when you're trying to find that, I got a quick question. Yeah. Not a quick question. Are these serial killers? They go to prison. Do are they like, like, godfathers or are they like gods to these other prisoners? Like guy guy who's in jail for murdering a couple people, but this dude just murdered like twelve people. 
Do they respect the guy? Do they let him be? Does he have his followers inside the uh, inside the prison or the jail? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's kind of hard to tell. You know, a lot of them go in there and they do get they do become kind of royalty. Others go in there and they get fucking shunned by everybody around them. You know. Yeah, it's I, I wonder about that too because there's like a lot of prison politics and shit, and they they usually don't like people who hurt women or children. Yeah. So I can't see well, that's I, like the one thing that they. Like those, a lot of those guys are in there for horrible shit, but that's like the one thing they always stand firm on, is the mistreatment of women and children. Which, in a way, I guess is kind of poetic. I guess you know. Yeah. Like even at least even a uh, line most of them wouldn't cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you? Can one of you guys try to see uh when he was put to death? And well, I just want. Well, I got a couple things, a couple things right here about like his trial and shit. A couple of things that happened during his trial. Okay, I, I believe he it. died June seventh, two thousand thirteen. Before he was executed. Oh, he died on natural causes? Yeah. What a fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the judge that proceeded over the, uh, you know, over the whole trial said that uh, the Richard Ramirez case is the most difficult trial trial I ever handled, and I will. it's an experience I will never forget, and I'm glad the ordeal is over. Uh, after the convention was handed down, Ramirez flashed a two-fingered devil sign to photographers and muttered one single word, evil. On his way to a jail bus, he sneered in reaction to the verdict, muttering, big deal, death always went with the territory. See, See you in Disneyland, Disneyland, bro. <laughs> Bars. I mean, I mean, guys, you gotta give credit, shit, you gotta give credit cold where fucking, that's cold, That's cold bro. as fuck, dude. Yes. That is cold as fuck. Another one he said, uh... Well, go ahead, because I don't want to... Uh, the black cat-clad killer, unpre- unrepentant to the end, made his comment in an underground garage after the jury recommended the death penalty for his gruesome crimes. Inexplicably, Ramirez, a native of El Paso, Texas, had following of young... Oh, yeah, you said this, young women. Uh, in the freelance uh, magazine editor. Uh, relatives called Leoy... That's the editor. Called her recluse who lived in a fantasy world. Uh, her whereabouts cannot be determined. She was not listed as Ramirez's fi- next of kin. Prison spokesman Samuel Robinson said in the email, his blood relatives are listed, listed as next of kin. That's uh, the bit the uh, reporter that yeah. married him. Uh, in 2006, the California Supreme Court upheld Ramirez's conviction and death sentences. Uh... His lawyers claimed the case should have been moved out of Los Angeles and said Ramirez was incompetent to stand trial. Two years after his arrest, San Francisco police said DNA linked Ramirez to the April 10, 1984 killing of nine-year-old Mei Lung. She was killed in the basement of a residential hotel in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood where she lived with her family. Ramirez had been staying by nearby hotels. Uh, and Ramirez's report was previously tied to the killings in Northern California. He was charged in the shooting deaths of Peter Pan. That's the guy's real name, Peter Pan, 66, and his wife Barbara in 1985 before his arrest, but he was never tried in that case. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. guy named Peter Pan, I'm surprised he didn't marry a lady named Wendy. <laughs> Here's, uh, supposedly they say this, this was his last words. Uh, you maggots make me sick. I will be avenged. Lucifer dwells within us all. Uh, listen to this shit, too. You know who I am, don't you? I'm the one they're writing about in the newspapers and TV. I love Satan. I've killed 20 people, man. I love all that blood. I love to kill people. I love watching them die. I would shoot them in the head, and they would wiggle and squirm all over the place, and then just stop. Or I would cut them with a knife and watch their faces turn real white. I love all that blood. I told one lady to give me all her money. She said no, so I cut out and pulled her eyes out. Uh, it's no- yeah, it's nothing you'd understand, but I do have something to say, in fact. I have a lot to say, but now is not the time or place. I don't know why I'm wasting my time or breath, but what the hell. As for what is said of my life, there have been lies in the past and there will be lies in the future. I don't believe in the hypocritical, moralistic dogma of this so-called civilized society. 
I need not look beyond this room to see all the liars, haters, the killers, the crooks, the paranoid cowards, truly tremendous of the earth, each one in his own legal perfection. You maggots make me sick, hypocrites one and all, and no one knows that better than those who will kill for policy clandestinely or openly, as do the governments of the world, which kill in the name of God and country and for whatever reason they deem appropriate. I don't need to hear all of society's rationalizations. I heard them all before, and the fact remains that what is, is. Yeah. Dang it. I, uh, from just listening to the story so far, He's definitely cracking top four fucking silk videos on, on this pod. Yeah. Nike's probably cracking top three. <laughs> yeah, dude. This guy's a real fucking sick individual, bro. But you can tell in the like how he talks and shit that this motherfucker is like cunning. Yes. You know what I mean? He's like he ain't a dummy. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the scary part. Like I never get scared by these guys, except like maybe that Israel Keys dude was pretty scary. This dude's fucking scary, bro. Yeah, and to uh, answer the question about you know when he was when he did die, he died uh, June seventh, two thousand thirteen, from complications to secondary uh, to B cell lymphoma. So he died of cancer. Karma, man, just going out. They said from uh, it was from. They said he had also been affected Slip by chronic go. substance abuse and chronic hepatitis C viral infection. Nice. He's as far as doing the hard drugs. But also, this is... I just want to read you this real quick. This Sorry. is one of the... Uh, one of the things that was brought up during the trial when they were like, talking about the victims and shit. Uh, oh, I'm not uh, allowed to... This is from uh, this somebody wrote this in a book. Uh, it's from a book, Night Stalker, by Clifford L. Weindecker. When talking about one of his, one of his uh, victims, uh, August eighth, nineteen eighty five, Elias Abawa, thirty five, Diamond Bar, shot while sleep. Oh wait, no, that's not the right one. My bad, my bad. There was one. Wow. There was one where he killed a lady. Or he killed a lady's husband and then raped her right next to her husband's dead body. Fuck. Yeah. That was the one I was looking for. I was trying to... I can't find it now. But yeah, that's basically what it was. It was just that he killed a guy and then raped his wife right next to his dead body. I think I've seen somewhere that, like, uh, detectives were, like, terrified of this dude. And the one detective said... I don't know, but if he starts levitating, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, if that shit happens, I believe if if homeboy starts levitating, I, I was in prison. <laughs> no, I do. I just go on my hands and knees and bow like, oh, sick your lord, sick guy, sick guy. <laughs> yeah. Man, you be talking all that shit. I feel like you'd be one of the first people to be killed by this dude. <laughs> no, I'd be because he'd be like, yo, this dude's kind of cocky, and I don't like that. I'm the only one who's allowed to be cocky, and then he fucking kills him. Oh, here's a weird one for you. Not really that weird, but I'm going to make the connection anyways. He was sentenced to death on the 7th of the month and died on the 7th of the month. Wait, he was sentenced to death on November sins. on November 7th and died on June 7th. Damn. Lucky 7th. <clears throat> Not so lucky for him. No. Hey man, listen, I know that this guy is really, you know, he really is a piece of shit, and I, you know, I'm glad he's rotten. I'll fart over here. He's probably rotten in hell now. Thanks for sure. But I gotta say, man, that fucking sea at Disneyland thing is probably one of the coldest fucking lines I've ever heard in my life, dude. Yeah. That shit's cold. Hey, wait, wait. It's almost like, uh, we run this town by, uh, Slim's Buzz. No, that shit was cold. He said, what do you say, fucking death comes with the territory? See you in Disneyland? <laughs> Bro. Bars. Bars. Someone should have put that in a rap. I think somebody already did. You just be saying shit. You don't know. <laughs> you're like you're not sitting by me because you get my rap and my fart. Papayola had read that rap. <laughs> yeah, <but> you <laughs> keep doing that. Papayola ain't going to come on the fucking pod no more. Keep that. He's going to switch your seat. Me, we, hey. Uh, I'll sit up on the couch. We're going to put you in a fucking bubble, bubble boy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's my bubble. You can fucking marinate in your own fucking asshole. Yo, dude, I, I kind of Dutch off. I kind of Dutch off myself earlier today. 
Yo, who's Miles Silvestin? You know who that is? No. Oh, apparently that's Thrasher Skater of the Year. Nice. Looks like uh, a douche. Probably is. Yo. Yeah, it looks like a douche. Yo, Cheetah. Guess who passed away? I forgot to mention earlier. I know, I seen fucking Andre Brower. Yo, aka Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know what's weird? Yeah, that's sad. Terrible, man. Uh, you know what's weird about that? He was, I only know him in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was in a ton of shit. He was in Glory. Yeah. Glory. He, he was, was also war movie How'd he die? Cancer. Probably yeah. didn't even tell anybody either. Yo, if you if you had cancer, if you were famous like that, you had cancer. I know it sucks. We I tell nobody. You, we just we just live your life how it is, or you just. I feel like if you're in that situation, regardless if you're famous or not, dude, if you know it's a cancer that you're most likely not going to survive, you know, just live the time that you got while you still got it. Yes. That's the way I see it, at least. Yo, um, they found the cause of uh, Matt Perry's death, horse tranquilizer. Yeah, because everybody. <coughs> Brutal, man. He's fucking, you know. A lot of those guys, they struggle, man. They struggle with a lot of that shit, you know. Not, it's something not a lot of people talk about, you know. People see actors and they think, oh, you know, they must be living the fucking best life. They must be super happy. Well, not always. Yeah, you yep. look at Robin Williams. Right. Dude, Rob, or, dude, Robin Williams called me off surprise. Yo, speaking of Robin Williams, dude, there's a fucking, um, there's a documentary on fucking uh, HBO Max right now of a cult called Mother God, where the lady, like, the lady that they praised her name, that they called her Mother God. Who she believed that she was getting instructions from the spirit of Robin Williams. So, I should check it out. I didn't watch yet, but speaking of Robin Williams, but yeah, they uh, that's why I I always hated that like uh, that yeah, that mother of God lady. She was from an internet cult. Yeah, yeah. They would like recruit people off the internet. Yeah, I heard there's a new uh, heard there's a new cult now. The the two uh, it was the guy and girl I saw on TikTok. Like they bring their followers to the TikTok world or something. I did see some. There's about a lot that. of cults that have uh, gotten kind of some light since the TikTok ages. Like there's one. Uh, I remember fucking. I tried to look for some shit a while back. I could never find anything. There's something about like dancers, like professional dancers and shit. They had all like they're all like moving out to like this compound, and then like their family never heard from them again and shit. Like they'd cut off all communication with their family. I could never find anything about it, but. Definitely some culty vibes. Yo, uh, alright, I'm talking about something else. Here, here's another little sick thought. Will you die in a hot tub, hot boiling water, or will you die in a pool, cold water? Hot tub, for sure. Hot tub. I hate being cold. Yeah, me yes. too. Yes. Man, I'll die in a cold pool because I love cold. No, I, I get aggravated when there's water in the t- when they're taking a shower and it gets cold. You're like, what the yeah, fuck? I hate that shit. Did you, um, you see all these people are doing, like, them ice plunges now? It's supposed to be, like, super good for your health. Yeah. I follow some guy who does one every day for, like, 30, he's been doing it for, like, doing it for, like, 30 days or something like that. But, yeah, ice plunge, or you go on the ice bath or something, it actually helps your body out. Yeah, it's supposed to, like, um, reset your cells or something. Apparently, yeah, I was going to say, apparently that shit's good for you, but a lot of people say to do it with, like, other people around, though, too, because it could be dangerous. Yeah, your heart could fucking stop. That and um, you got the maximum time is 15 minutes just to be an ice bath. I used to watch a guy who uh, lived in like a house, like a bunch of other people. It was like a big fucking house, a bunch of other people, and there was like girls in it. He'd always like pay these girls to go out and sit in the ice bath in their bikinis. Nice. That's way to get views. Uh, The the UFC just got in trouble because they did an interview with Connor and fucking Poirier, and they had him in ice baths, but they had him in there for like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah, did you see fucking uh, that Kobe Covington dude, man? Took it too far, bro, during his, new pr- his last press conference. Oh, yeah. He's facing off against that Leon Edwards. Yeah. Talk about yeah, his he dad. Said something. He said, I'm going to take you to the three layers of hell. He said, we can say hi to your dad while we're down there. His dad Jeez. just died. That's a little... Yeah, Kobe, he's always like that. He plays American. He plays American. Yeah, but that yeah. ain't American. That's just you being a piece of shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, I can understand selling a character, but talking about somebody's dad who just died, that's pretty fucking like, Right. Keep it between you and yeah, me. Yeah. Bring in. I'm hoping Edwards, I'm hoping Edwards make him go night-night. In I don't think, first I don't think round. fucking right. Prime Connor would even go that low. Yeah, right. Well, no, nah, Prime Connor, it depends. It, it all depends. If it's Colton, 
I don't think he needs to go that low. Dude. Or even the but then again, he did tell Khabib that his wife was a towel. So <laughs> That was pretty funny, though. That was pretty funny. All right, what do you think, boys? We out of here or what? I think we said let's start this real so we can go home. Let's go. Look at hell, yeah. Yeah, he's got to leave now so we can get home by crisp midnight. <laughs> you know, because he's got to go to his girlfriend's, get his grandma, and we're going to hang out, you know. And I'm talking for this fucking bottle. We're going to hang out and be all casual, play house and shit, hang out and do sit there for three hours. And then finally go home. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining thanks us, man. We appreciate you guys. Hell yeah. Dick around long, losers. Yeah, thanks for being here. We'll see you next yes. week. Yes. Over yeah. and over.